Welcome back, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Uh, we're going to continue our series today uh, on the lesson entitled The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, I want you all to know that you have a promise from God. And it's important to realize and understand that you have a promise and that God, he wants you to reach that promise. Uh, sometimes in life we get distracted uh, based on life circumstances. Uh, sometimes we lose our faith in that promise. But we're going to be talking about Abraham today. Is the father of our faith, but yet God had to show patience uh, towards Abraham as he sought after the promise. And so likewise, God desires to empower us to become faithful in our pursuit uh, to the promise that he has uh, for our lives. And so our main verse today will be coming from Romans chapter 4, uh, verses 16 and 17. Uh, and while we get that verse, uh, let's just pray and let's ask God to truly show up and minister to our spirits today. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you again uh, for how awesome and how faithful you are. I would pray right now, God, that you would truly, Lord, show your faithfulness uh, to every listener, Lord God, that has tuned in today. Uh, God, reveal to them that they have a promise and that uh, you are looking for us to be faithful to the promise uh, that you have for our lives. I pray, Lord, that we would grow in your word, Lord. I pray that we would grow spiritually and that we would mature, Lord God, uh, as never before. I ask that your hand would just be even upon me as I get ready to teach um, this lesson uh, and open our ears to receive the word with a pure heart. I thank you and I bless you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Again, our verse will be coming from Romans 4, verses 16 and 17, and it reads as such. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace uh, let me let me go back a little bit. It's saying it that we have to have faith so that God will activate his grace. Here it is. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Abraham, uh, he is uh, definitely an important individual uh, regarding our faith. Uh, his story really starts in Genesis chapter 12 and verses 1 and 2. And I want to read it to you where God speaks to Abraham and says, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Imagine receiving these instructions from God uh, that he wants you to leave your whole family, uh, family that you have grown up with your whole life, 
if you have uh, brothers or sisters, we're, we're talking about uh, bonds that are hard to generate uh, in any other environment besides the home. Uh, God told Abraham that he should leave his father, uh, his brother, his mother, to leave his whole family because he had a promise for his life. I want you to imagine uh, how hard it was for Abraham, or should I call him Abram because that was his name at the time. Imagine how hard it was for Abram to find the faith to leave his family and to leave his past completely behind him. When Abraham finally did leave, uh, the scripture, it shows us and tells us that he took his nephew Lot with him. Uh, and, and many times um, in our lives, when, when God instructs us to do something, whether it be a new journey to go into a new direction, uh, we, like Abraham, we take something from our past that we weren't supposed to take with us. Again, God told him to leave all of his family, all of his kindred, to leave his father's house and to go into a land that he was showing. But yet we find that that lot is coming with him. And so likewise, many of us, we do the same thing that Abraham has just done. And we go on this new journey. But yet we bring things in our past, things that will hold us back in. Many of you who are listening to me today, you already have in mind when you took that journey and you are still on that journey, those things that you brought with you from your past that you need to let go. You know the lots that are in your life. We find that uh, as Lot journeyed with Abraham uh, to this land of Canaan that God was showing unto Abram, I should say again. Um, that at some point the cattle for both of the men uh, had become so large uh, that the herdsmen uh, began to fight and argue with each other. And so I believe that this was God's plan uh, so that Abram would be separated uh, from Lot. And so Abraham told Lot, he said, listen, you're my brother. And uh, really, he's his nephew, but the scripture says that you're my brother. And, you know, we don't want to have ill feelings towards each other. So I want you to look anywhere. Uh, I want you to look to the east. I want you to look to the west. And wherever you choose, I'll go in the opposite direction. And that's exactly uh, what happened. Lot, he had seen and looked towards the east and seen that it was watered like Egypt was. I uh, thought it would have been good for his cattle, so he went east towards Sodom, and uh, Abraham stayed where he was. But what, what I find is, is ironic is that as they separate, look what God says in Genesis 13, uh, verses 14 through 17. It says, And the Lord said unto Abram, after Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it into thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, 
and in the breath of it, for I will give it unto thee. Notice how God renews the covenant with Abraham that he had after Lot is separated from him. As soon as Abraham uh, is in a situation to fully obey the call and the command that God had commissioned him to, God reaffirms the covenant that he had made with him. And I believe that many of us can learn from this because there are some of us today uh, who God have called us and have told us to keep some things in our past and we've brought them with us to our present. And I truly believe that if we are willing to totally get rid of them, to separate them as far as the east is from the west, to totally get rid of those lots in parentheses, if we can get rid of the lots, the things from our past that God did not want us to bring, I believe that God will reaffirm. Uh, he will renew that covenant that he has made with you. God, uh, he renewed his covenant with Abraham and promised to lead him and his descendants. God promised Abraham again that he would have a son and that he would have a multitude of descendants. Uh, for in Genesis 15 and 6, it says, and he, Abram, believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. This was one of the most powerful verses in scripture. Uh, it is one of the most often quoted Old Testament scriptures uh, in the New Testament because it shows that Abraham's faith was the basis of his relationship with God. Now, long before the law uh, was given by Moses, Abram's faith, it was counted for righteousness. Now, this was a promise uh, to stretch and boggle the mind of a, a childless man that had a barren wife. Yet Abram, he believed God when he promised Abraham that he would be the patriarch of a great nation. Abram, he embraced the promise, he believed it, and he clung unto it. But we find that Abraham's faith was not absolute, as many of us today would believe. Still, we find that Abram, he questioned. For in Genesis 15, 8, it says, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? Just because we believe does not mean we do not have questions or doubts. And in response to Abram's question, God, he formalized a binding covenant with him. And it says in Genesis 15, 7, it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. And what does this vision symbolize? And again, this vision is after Abram had built an altar and he had sacrificed unto God. Abram and his descendants, they would be tried and tested. God had told Abraham how his descendants would be afflicted in Egypt for 400 years. Basically, they would face a furnace. But like Job, said in chapter 23 and 10 of his book, he says, when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. And then came a burning lamp. God's word is a lamp unto our feet 
and a light unto our path. Even in times of testing and trial, we have God's promise that he will never leave us and he will always lead us. That is the covenant God had made with Abram. God did not promise to uh, he did not promise a smooth and easy life, but he gave Abram the assurance that while passing through the fire to purify it, to shape him and his people, that God, he would also be there to guide him every step of the way. Again, Abram, he struggled to believe for the promised child. Uh, Abram and, and Sarah, they were barren. They knew they were barren from the time, uh, I mean, from the very beginning. And this would have been uh, a, a terrible thing in their society, yet God had given them a promise that their descendants would be many and that they would be blessed. Uh, these two, they waited years holding on into the promise. If we remember, Abram was 75 years old when he had received the promise and he had remained faithful all the way up until uh, 11 years. And 11 years after receiving the promise, Abram and Sarah uh, they they did something that that still maybe it's because I just I look at Abram in such a, 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 a honorable manner, uh, but they came up with a backup plan where Abram uh, he would lay with his his handmaid or Sarah's handmaid Hagar, and she would become the mother of Abram's first child named Ishmael. And so we all know that this was not God's plan. God, he renewed his promise of a miracle child, but yet they still doubted. Genesis 17 verses 4 and 5, it says, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt bear a father of, I mean, thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name be called Abram. But thy name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be called. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. And that's found in Genesis uh, 17 verses 15 and 16. Now, we would expect Abraham to be thrilled uh, with a another renewal of the promise that he had first received, listen, a decade ago. But instead, we find that Abraham laughed at the promise and pleaded on the behalf of Ishmael. Still, God, he insisted that Sarah would bear a son. Not long after, God arrived at Abraham's tent with two angels in human form and again affirmed that Sarah would soon bear a son. And Sarah, overhearing from the tent, she too laughed at God's promise of a child. But when confronted with this, Sarah, she lied, uh, denying that she had laughed. And God stated the simple truth and said, no, you did laugh. He said this in, in Genesis uh, 18 and 15, uh, but God did not punish nor reject them because of their unbelief. Uh, God, he he then asked them a simple and powerful question. And it's one that we should always remember when we're going through a hard time and uh, uh, and it just seems like nothing is going our way. 
he asked them, is anything too hard for the Lord? And I would like to just stop even right there. And I would want you to think about what you're going through right now and maybe the struggles that you're having in your faith. I want you to ask yourself and I want you to answer the question, is anything too hard? For the Lord, the Lord that has created the heavens and the earth is anything too hard for the Lord who has created our very DNA. There are molecules and, and chromosomes that that me and you, we probably don't understand it. Not even probably. We don't understand it uh, in this full uh, con uh, context. But is anything too hard for the God who has done all of these things? I believe when we keep these things in mind, it will help us uh, push forward and endure, uh, continue to walk and run this race uh, that we are called to run. I believe it was this question that allowed Abraham and Sarah just to continue uh, believing in the promise of God. And we find that finally at the age of 100 years old, uh, that Abraham and Sarah they had a son by the name of Isaac. Now, understand that Abraham and Sarah did not receive their promise because that their faith had never wavered. Their faith was not perfect, but that is not what God remembered or what scripture focuses on. But we find in Romans 4 uh, verses 19 through 21. Uh, it says of Abraham and being not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead when he was a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully uh, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform, even though Abraham had doubt. Uh, God did not consider Abraham weak in faith, but he considered him strong. In fact, Scripture calls him the father of the faithful. Abraham was human and failed at least seven times according to what is recorded in Scripture. Still, God chose to focus on his faith and fulfill his promises to Abraham. This should give us all hope. For in Proverbs twenty four sixteen it says, for a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. I believe that I'm speaking to some people right now uh, who, just as Abraham, have lost faith sometime on their walk, on their journey. And while losing faith may be a strong word, if I can instead use that their faith had wavered, their faith had wavered. I believe that this story is a prime example that when our faith wavers, we don't have to give up. Listen, God is not mad at us uh, because our faith has wavered. But many times it's in this in these types of season uh, that our faith grows more and more. It's in the times where our faith does not seem to be uh, as the mountains or, or should I say as the mustard seed. It's when God is able to show how powerful he really is. And so I would just and I know this lesson was a, a somewhat shorter than normal, but I just want us to focus on that. 
uh, as we go into this next week, uh, that God is still believing in you. He's believing in you that you will have faith and believe in him. God has not failed you. God has not left you. But he wants you to stand back up, uh, pick yourself up, uh, and get on your feet and continue to walk towards the promise. Yes, you're going to bump your head a couple times. You're going to fall down a few times. But listen, you have to get back up. And that's what I want to challenge you all to do this week. Keep your faith strong. And when it isn't strong, continue to believe. Continue to go to church. Continue to go to men's and women's meetings. Continue to do everything that you know you should do. Because it's in those things that you prove that you are faithful to God. And so I thank you all for joining us again this week. Listen, God is not giving up on you. And so let's pray one more time and let's ask God to be with us as we continue this journey with him. Father, I thank you again uh, that you didn't expect us to be perfect. For God, we are a flawed people, a people who, God, if if I could just say it and be transparent, God, we are pitiful. Uh, This flesh that our souls and our spirits are wrapped in uh, wants to destroy us. It wants us to lose faith, Lord God. But I would ask you right now, Lord, that you would lift up the heads and the spirits of each of the people that are listening to this podcast right now and listening, Lord God, uh, uh, to this uh, recording. I would ask you, Lord, that you would strengthen them, that they would be able to endure and make it into the next season of their life. I pray, God, that you would walk with them, Lord, and be their shield and be their protector, God. Be their peace in this season. But I pray that you would stir up the faith. Lord God, that the faith that we have, the measure that you have given us, Lord, show us to use it in this time, God, when doubt is all over the place, when it's easy for us, Lord God, to give up and just to give in to the enemy. I pray that that measure of faith will rise up, Lord God, and allow us to continue to depend on you, Lord, and to believe on you, Lord God. I would ask that you would allow your spirit, Lord Jesus, just to be manifested in our hearts and in our minds and encourage us, Lord, to continue to walk as Abraham did. Lord, we may doubt. Lord God, we may almost give up. But I pray that your spirit would come and stand us up, that we may continue to walk in faith, that we may endure to the end and receive the promise that you have for each and every one of us. God, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ and we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. And I hope uh, you all have a, a, a wonderful week. And uh, please be sure to join us as we come back next week, continuing our series series, uh, on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God bless you all.